Welcome to Technology Transfer IP. Technology transfer is the process by which valuable research, skills, knowledge, and technology developed by educational institutions is transferred to industry for development and to products and services that will benefit society. From basic patent licensing to promoting startups, entrepreneurship, and industry collaborations, while also investing in and managing technology developments. We bring you conversations with the leaders in technology transfer who will share their stories, including their successes, challenges, and expectations for the future. Here's your host, Lisa Mueller. Hello and welcome. Today, I'm thrilled to be speaking with Joe Rungi, Tyler Scher, and Charlie Lipton, hosts of the very informative and funny podcast, Innovation Overground. For those of you who are not familiar with the podcast, Innovation Overground, it was created to help promote academic innovation and the technology transfer and commercialization efforts at the University of Nebraska and beyond. The podcast examines what it takes to advance academic inventions and discoveries beyond the research bench and into people's lives as actual things on the shelf. Let me tell you just a little bit more about these three hosts of Innovation Overground. Joe Rungi is a business development manager at the University of Nebraska Medical School, also known as Unimed. He works with inventors, entrepreneurs, and developers to advance early stage technology towards the market. Despite working for the university, Joe fancies himself as an entrepreneur and spends much of his day assessing business models, evaluating data, and otherwise seeking business opportunities in early stage inventions. The only person ever to earn both a law degree and a master's degree in molecular biology from the University of Iowa, Joe briefly worked in the Office of General Counsel at Integrated DNA Technologies before joining the University of Nebraska Medical Center, also known as UNMC, in 2005. Joe has become a sought-after expert on technology transfer and a published author on intellectual property and entrepreneurship. He holds academic positions both at UNMC and the University of Nebraska at Omaha and enjoys baffling students with technology, law, entrepreneurship, as well as other black magic. Next, Tyler Scher is a licensing associate at Unimed, working with university inventors to protect and market their intellectual property. A science enthusiast and occasional inventor, Tyler always enjoys hearing new ideas and is passionate about connecting people to resources. A native of Aberdeen, South Dakota, he holds a doctoral degree in biomedical research from the University of Nebraska Medical Center. And last but certainly not least, Charlie Lipton is the marketing and web content specialist at Unimed, working with licensing staff to help promote and publicize university innovations. A former journalist, Charlie leads the planning and execution of Unimed's major events while developing most of its promotional and informational materials, including web content, annual reports, press releases, infographics, photos, and videos. A native of Omaha, he holds a master's degree in journalism from the University of Nebraska, Lincoln. And with that impressive background, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's Great to have a chance to talk with you. Um, can you tell us a little bit how you guys each got into tech transfer and how you ended up at Unimed? Joe, you start first. So I was uh, I, I actually um, came from Unimed from a job in industry. Uh, I worked in the office of general counsel at Integrated DNA Technologies of Coralville, Iowa, um, which was a, a fun dalliance. But otherwise, I've been 
in the university system. It's a suburb of sunny Des Moines, right? No, a suburb of sunny uh, Iowa City. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Even better. Yeah. yeah. If, if you choose to go that way. Demois. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, um, you know, I, I, I think uh, had I known university tech transfer was a thing before then, it would have been what I wanted to do. Uh, I actually uh, applied for a job that I didn't get. And then they ended up uh, giving me kind of the, I started out as all tech transfer people should doing material transfer agreements and confidential disclosure agreements and gradually worked up to uh, the fries. And then I was putting together the burgers and before you knew it, I was on a podcast. There you go. That's quite a story. And how about you, Tyler? Yeah, I did. Uh, let's see. I did my my PhD at UNMC at the Med Center here in Omaha. Um, and about three years in, I was looking for something to do besides an academic postdoc. I took a boot camp um, that these two yahoos taught in. And uh, I, I, immediately, I, I immediately realized I had to work with them because <laughs> they seem to be having a whole lot of fun. <laughs> are you originally from the area from from nebraska or uh out of state so i'm from aberdeen south dakota originally but i did uh I, my family moved down to Kearney, nebraska for high school i did some college out of state in kansas and then came back to lincoln and then back to omaha i've been in omaha for like 10 years now but but really no it really was in large part because of the tech transfer boot camp that charlie and joe played a large role in um, that helped convince me that tech transfer was a viable career opportunity and one that seemed like a lot of fun. And I'm really curious, Charlie, you started out in journalism. So I'm kind of curious how you found your way to tech transfer. Yeah, it uh, it was a weird, weird path. Uh, we probably don't have enough time to discuss the many twists and turns it took. But essentially, I was working for a living in heavy construction, found that working, um, although it paid well, it certainly sucked. And so I thought I needed better skills. So I went to grad school to get my, my master's degree in journalism. And, and I did that in Lincoln. And, um, and I found that uh, a lot of the stories that I was writing were sort of these uh, gee whiz science stories. And so my mentor at the time said, have you thought about getting into science writing? And I thought, well, okay, let's try that. So uh, the New York Times, though, took one look at me and said, you're, you're not at all what we want. So go away. And every other news organization was the same. And I somehow conned Unimed and I tricked them into hiring me um, to be, a, a, I guess, a PR person for them, which is basically telling these stories about some of these amazing innovations. It's, 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 it's pretty much the dream job for me. I get to you know, unwrap some of these complicated ideas and hopefully language that a normal human can understand. And that's why I have a lot of fun talking with Joe and Tyler, because talking to smarter people is, is always educational. So um, that's how I got into it. Anyway. That's a really interesting story. And um, you mentioned Unimed. Can you guys tell us a little bit about what Unimed is for people who might not be familiar with it? Yeah, it's the Technology Transfer and Commercialization Office for the University of Nebraska uh, Omaha campuses, which is UNO and UNMC. Um, so, yeah, when, when a researcher comes up with uh, a new better way or a new discovery they hopefully they better come to us and uh and we try to protect it and and, and find a find a way for it to move forward well you guys have mentioned your podcast a couple times what led to you guys ultimately deciding to do the podcast that's joe's fault i think joe you should you should he was the orchestrator behind that one so um thanks i you know 
I, I love a good blame introduction. Um, <laughs> blame introduction. <laughs> blame junction. Yeah. Um, hate mail to H. Yes. <laughs> That's Henry. He's a different guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so we have an annual retreat every year, except for this year, uh, where our, our overlord, Dr. Michael Dixon, locks us in a room and tries to figure out what our goals for the year are going to be. And that was what two years ago, fellas. You yeah, blame me three now. I think it was, was it three? Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. And he kind of just put this up on a whiteboard and said, you know, be leaders in tech transfer. And you know, <laughs> I don't know what that means. And so uh, I think we went out for beers afterwards, and we were talking about what does that mean. And you know, Charlie, when he started, I was really excited because you know I, I really start to feel that there were a lot of cool stories in technology transfer that were hard to tell. And so I did a lot of blog writing for Charlie and uh, Charlie was uh, a very uh, generous with his opinions on, on my writing um, <laughs> such that it really did make me realize that years of being an academic and then a lawyer had um, distorted my use of the English language such that uh, people that read generally, uh, they, they don't get it. And no. so I, I think I, that I, I like to call academic writing the mange of communications. Yeah. Well, Joe's got it worse because he's both a lawyer and, uh, you know, he's got the advanced degree. So it's the kind of yeah. like the worst of the two worlds. Double whammy. But I think that uh, Charlie and I did a lot of projects, um, some of them more successful than others. Uh, but we really tried things uh, for promoting technologies. We would uh, record stuff. We did video. Uh, we did a lot of blog writing and, you know, it was fun, but it was always, um, I don't know, it's never sustained. You know, we would do one and we'd be sick of each other and wouldn't <laughs> do another one. They're all these little so, small experiments that generally were more learning experiences than they were success stories, right? And so, like, from that, I sort of realized that I think that's the leadership role that I thought it would be cool to take is that I think technology transfer, um, where it gets in its own way a lot of times, is that it's hard to tell the stories of these projects in a way that really um, reach a broad audience. And so kind of with the idea that our communication projects never really were sustained, if we kind of committed to a deadline of doing a podcast, that's a way, I don't think we're leaders by any sense, but that's a way we can take maybe a leadership role in technology transfer. We wanted to you know, do very market-friendly bites promoting those technologies and you know early on you know it was hard for us to kind of figure out what the innovation overground take on things is if you listen to our early episodes we clearly didn't have it figured out um but i think over time it just really became this very generous or at least what we aspire to is this very generous and positive almost appreciating the the academic innovation for how uh, unapproachable it can be sometimes. And so I think like, you know, when we sit there and try to, it's kind of a, a dash of science journalism, a dash of business journalism, a dash of, of insider uh, beloved humor. And I think that when it works, then we're able to sort of elevate what is not quite a science story, not quite a business story into something that's more of a technology transfer story. Yeah, and I think what you guys do so well is you kind of make it, you bring it down 
to a level that people can understand. Because a lot of times tech transfer can get very technical and trying to explain it to people to understand it's really difficult. And you do it in a great way and it's lighthearted and it's fun and it's friendly and things that people can relate to. So instead of being overly technical, you, you bring it down to a level that everybody can understand. Well, and I think Charlie is a huge factor in that because, you know, he has kind of a journalistic background and I think he plays up a persona on the podcast of, no, 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 explain it to me again, explain it to me again. And I think that, you know, that that dynamic is really helpful for us because even when Tyler and I are trying sometimes, you know, we just trip over words or we, you know, use shortcuts to to jargon it up more than it needs to be. So what's the story behind the name then? Which name? Innovation Overdraft? Yeah. I get the innovation part, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure I remember exactly. I, I think it was a play on, you know, we, this this idea of, you know, an, an underground radio broadcast, right? But in this case, we're going over things. <laughs> so it's it's not any more complicated Got than it. that. You know, and uh, I think we put it out there and we, we, we just kind of agreed on it and we put it out in front of our, our team and uh, someone on there said, oh, so is that like in England where they call the train the overground? And I think Tyler, Joe and I just kind of looked at it to like, um, no, <laughs> <laughs> I guess they call trains uh, overground yeah. in, in England. Um, but yeah, so no, it's just um, it was just kind of a play on the underground and going over things. And that's why at the beginning of every every topic, I try to say, let's go over, you know, whatever the case may be. It's just a, I don't know, it's just a, it's a gimmick, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't any more thought out than that. I remember the, the first show we recorded, we played it for all of our colleagues in the conference room and sat down and watched it. Yeah. That might have been one of the most horrifying experiences <laughs> in life. Oh. <laughs> remember that remember how yeah. awkward that was yeah i'm sweating thinking about it oh actually. that must yeah. have been so weird yeah. that would have been really really tough to do i i give you guys credit i don't think i could have done that yeah, they were great played they were <laughs> now what about your intro music because it's really catchy and stuff like that and i have to admit i was doing something when i was with uh, my family before covid they live in new york and i hit play and my nephew heard it and he's like incredibles incredibles it yeah. sounds like the incredibles music so did you guys like steal the incredibles theme or something like that because i was like oh that's a really good connection it is very close. It it's sounds very... a lot like that. I it's something I came across a while ago. I was just searching for uh, music related, like um, uh, what do you call it, royalty free music, public domain music yeah. that I could use for video applications and things like that. And I just kind of I'm a pack rat, and so I'm, I'm always looking for that kind of stuff. If I see something, I, I'll grab it. I'll stop, put it off to the side, and that was one that I, I found a long time ago. Um, had it in one of my folders and then you know Joe and I were talking about what's going to be the vibe for this podcast yeah. and and the way he described it was basically um, it brought to mind that incredible theme and that music which is called myocardial infarction yeah excuse me countdown to myocardial, myocardial infarction, infarction yeah by uh, Peter Gresser um, who we got permission we it was public domain and we didn't need to but you know we're a tech transfer office so it yeah. makes sense that we Exactly. Get the permission to use it, and we did. And he was a great guy. I traded some emails with him, and it just had the vibe that we wanted. We didn't want it to be, you know, sound like that monotonous teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Today on Tech Transfer, we will examine the 
profundities of aliquots <laughs> that we find. So yeah, so we thought we would juice it up with some. It's, know, some rip, it's a great music. And, it's uh, great music, that. but I'm like I said, my nephew's like, "Hey, that's incredible, Aunt Lisa." I'm like, "What? Wait." Oh, you're right, because we played it. So I thought it was pretty clever. So I thought we would play our podcast for your nephew. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He could relate to the one you did on the sand and a couple of the other ones, but I'm not going to play cool. some other ones for him. So, but um, <laughs> <laughs> some of the I other ones might freak him out a little. So that's um, a good punishment. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> that's true, too. So during the podcast, it's interesting, Charlie, you refer to Joe by a couple of different names. You call him Dr. Law Dog and yeah. Entrepreneur Werewolf. And then lately, Joe, you dubbed yourself recently Joe of Note or in one of the episodes. It may not have been that recent. Oh, I then, forgot about Joe of Note. Joe of Note. And then He's Tyler's the PhD science wizard. But yeah. I'm like, what are you, Charlie? I guess I would say a trained word chimp. Um, <laughs> Joe, you had one yeah, a while ago. Yeah, some variation of, yeah, some variation of, of, of word monkey or something like a that. Word right? monkey? Or word yeah. yeah, there was. I remember I got an angry <laughs> letter once when I was a sports editor at a newspaper in Iowa, and I was uh, dubbed Mr. Newspaper Man. Um, <laughs> it's not very original. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's not. But I was, it was very derogatorily written. You, okay, Mr. Newspaper Man, uh, how dare you report that the football team lost? Uh, sorry. Um, I don't know what else to say. Um, I don't make the news. I just reported. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So the, uh, the, the circulation manager bought me a little placard to put on my desk, you know, Charlie Litton, Mr. Newspaper Man. Mr. Newspaper Man. Okay. Um, so those are pretty cute. Pretty cute. So do you guys have some favorite episodes? Um, you've done quite a few at this point. You've, do you have any that really you like, you know, really mean something in particular to you guys there's so many right it's charlie i could see you know all the different great episodes breaking out is great now um the we did a a a series on shortages shortages yeah i I think that was really interesting uh but we ended up doing a, a show on on truth which i think is maybe one of the more abstract things we did um for show prep purposes i always like you know, doing those series is uh, very helpful because a lot of times it's, you know, the the hardest part is figuring out what, what to talk about, you know, how to hang, you know, usually it takes two, three technologies kind of fills out an episode. And and so that was that first series of those were, were that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and Tyler, do you do most of the research on those? Because it, it sounds like you do a lot of the digging on them or do you and Joe do them? Because I get the impression Charlie's just kind of, he shows up and he's waiting to hear what you guys talk about. <laughs> oh, it takes a lot of work to give that impression. <laughs> yeah, I would expect, yep. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we, uh, we it's, it's, it's a dual effort or even all three of us. Um, Joe and I do a lot of the research, but Charlie plays a very key role of when we come together and do kind of a pre-show prep meeting of, of, of helping us figure out what the hook's going to be for each episode and making sure that that you know we have we have a, a cohesive um uh theme or recording right so um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 a shared effort on that yeah it's tyler and i produce science reports and, and charlie kind of helps to structure it into a show yeah and you definitely do quite a bit of work i mean it it must take you a little bit of time to to 
you know, put those together because I know one of the ones that I liked was the ethical Eagle Burger one that you guys had done. And Tyler, you had went into a lot of discussions about patents on uh, that plant, um, these plant-based companies were getting. And that was a really interesting episode and different types of burgers and things that uh, I'm not going to spoil it. People can listen to it, but that was a pretty hilarious episode. Um, I thought that one was good. And then I liked uh, Joe's uh, (laughs) space elevator one for getting off the rock. That was, I thought, a pretty funny one, too. Anytime we can work in the space elevator gag, I'm always happy. Um, but, you know, one of my favorite, um, you know, to go back to your question about favorite episodes, I think one of my favorites was the uh, just our general series on on the COVID stuff, just because. Oh, I, yeah. That was I, I like yeah. I like that we were able to kind of stop everything, re- reconfigure and and sort of adapt to the changing circumstances around us and have a lot to talk about, really. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of really heartening for me just to see. The amount of innovation going on, not just in Nebraska, but throughout the country. Yeah, you guys have um, probably noticed there. I mean, all of my clients through universities seem to be busier than ever. Mm, Everybody very, is really pitching in to try and come up with a variety of different treatments and solutions and tests for this pandemic. But that was a really good series that you guys did. I, I completely I, agree with you. I don't want to bore you with a whole lot of numbers, but just Unimed, you know, the tech transfer office for you know UNMC and UNO. We had our most prolific submissions for inventions these last two quarters, essentially. Um, we've never seen in numbers like that before. I mean, it was basically pretty close to 50 new inventions in half a year. And that's just, that's, yep. it, that's, that's kind of unheard of for us. So um, I can tell you with other people that I've talked to in connection with this podcast uh, from tech transfer offices, they've said the same thing. They're just amazed at the number of disclosures. And part of it is they're not sure if, you know, the PIs now are home, they're not in their labs, they have more time to actually focus on things that maybe they're actually filling out disclosures. I, I don't know. I don't know if guys have a theory on that. Oh, what, what do you think, Joe? What's, what is it? Um, I don't know. There's a, a cynical part of me where, you know, never, never waste a crisis, right? So, you know, there's an opportunity. I know that like, for example, I've written more grants on the sort of COVID-related projects in like this narrow point of time than any other. So I think that there's kind of a probably a correlation related to that. But I also think that, um, you know, in an academic medical center, you really do see um, the need for innovation when something so terrible just kind of pops out of left field. And so I do think that that um, that gives a sense of purpose that might motivate the innovation industrial complex. Yeah. You know, something else to add to, and I don't want to change the subject too quickly on you, but you're you're talking about getting into show prep, and and I I think it goes back to kind of the beginning and the genesis of of the project for us is that Joe and I and Tyler too were were kind of having these conversations anyway. You yeah. know, we'd be out in the hallway you know, between meetings or whatever. And Joe would talk about a project he's working on or Joe and Tyler would be talking about it. And I'd jump in being, you know, a clown and, you know, start making jokes about it. And, uh, <laughs> and then they'd set me Cloud monkey. Up. <laughs> yeah. So, or, you know, vice versa. It would, it would, it would kind of work that way. You know, two of us would be talking, the third one would jump in. And, um, and so, you know, we thought we should just, just record what we do anyway. So honestly, I think the first five or 10 episodes were just rehashes of conversations we had had over and over and over again, honestly. 
Is that fair, well, Joe? Yeah, and I think actually one of the things that took us a while was to figure out how to have those conversations on command. Because I remember like we do the first couple episodes, you'd be like, you sound terrible. Why can't you sound like you do when we have a conversation? Which is like the worst thing to say to someone. Like, you know, don't think of an elephant. Well, <laughs> Yeah, I think you guys have figured it out, though. Yeah. It seems pretty, you know, seamless now between you guys and like a normal conversation. So it's you've really worked on Thank it you. very, yeah. very hard. Yeah, it sounds really great. Thank you. So, so what do you guys have coming up next in some of your episodes? Can you give us a sneak peek? So we've been on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, it's been harder to do with uh, some of the the COVID issues. We were in the middle of a series on material science, and we still have two shows related to that, some fairly mind-bending material science issues. I think, though, that kind of the takeaway from that is, you know, the, the shows that were maybe a bit more applied were something that we had a bit more interest in. So sure. I don't know, do you guys have a uh, burning desire to identify any particular applied issues? No, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. So, <laughs> just like normal, I'm gonna roll with it. So, yeah, I uh, yeah I do. I am deeply interested in in applying for things. Um, Applications <laughs> are very interesting. Yes, <laughs> all kinds of applications. Application for a new and car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Application. Yeah, I mean, we've all the whole world's basically been focused on COVID, right? Yeah. For six months so it's it'll be i haven't really popped my head out of the covid bunker yet either to kind of look and see what what people have been doing and you know in the meantime or in the interim but i bet there has been quite a bit of progress made i need to go back on on autumn's marketplace and kind of see what's 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 the latest so yeah i haven't looked lately I, that too has been pretty covid heavy so um like i said it it, it probably is a good topic for you guys because everybody has been so covid focused it might be a getting to the time where people might be more receptive to non-COVID things. I don't know. We'll see. We did a couple of shows that were just uh, straight up science discoveries, Tyler Source a lot of those. That was a lot of fun. And so um, I also really like the What Don't We Know uh, yeah. format of that COVID show. And so I think that that would be, um, I'd like to do some more shows that are along those lines. It would be interesting if you guys went and took a look back at what you talked about in those episodes and now what's happened several months later or did it, you know, next year to see, you know, there were so many things going on and so many different treatments and tests and, you know, a lot of emergency use authorizations that eventually got revoked by the FDA and kind of like what worked, what didn't work. Well, awesome. Well, thanks, you guys. I really appreciate you taking the time out to share about your podcast today and letting us get to know a little bit more about each of you. Um, if any of our listeners want to reach out and ask you guys any questions, um, where can they reach you? Um, maybe your email addresses, and then maybe if you could tell us where they can find the Innovation Overground, that'd be great. The, uh, the Overground can be found wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. So, um, you know, iTunes, the, the Play Store, um, Podomatic, Spreaker, uh, you name it, it should be available on any of those services. Um, as for uh, if you need to contact, um, talk to Joe. Just, uh, <laughs> everybody talk to just Joe. Everybody call Joe. Uh, At once. <laughs> now his, his home number is. <laughs> we'll put the. Uh, we'll we'll include links for contact information. You can include in the, the program notes. Yeah, I'll put them in the program. Prevent the embarrassment of spelling it out. <laughs> Tyler, you said you were going to send me his home number, right? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. That's <laughs> fine. And if you want to slip in his home address, and people can visit in person. I very rarely lock doors. If you call Joe, if you call Joe at home, you have to be, you have to be prepared to listen to a cat howling in the background. Oh my! God. Uh, it's it's inevitable. <laughs> dinosaur Niles. Yep. That cat. I missed it. Angrier too. Oh he's probably really angry now because you're in the office. You're not at home. So no, he's happy. He likes having the house to himself. <laughs> Are you still here? <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, if I tried to do this from home, it would have been oh god. Can you imagine that? It would have been a disaster. So. People have been like, "What's that sound in the background? <laughs> What's killing Joe?" What are the stupid? I work with, he has really little kids and um, his son was on the Zoom with them. He's, is that a dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds nothing like a cat. It, does, um, it really doesn't. Velociraptor really kind of sound yes. or T-Rex yeah. kind of sound? Yes. It sounds like something's about to get its face eaten off. I mean, I haven't seen Game of Thrones, but I figure that's what the dragon sound. sounds like. Well, in the event anybody wants to uh, see See a cat that sounds like a velociraptor. We'll be including Joe's home address in the show notes. Sounds good. I'm so sorry we ruined your podcast. Thank yeah, you for having me. No, thank you guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Technology Transfer IP. Please visit us online for more resources at techtransferipforum.com. New to Tech Transfer or a seasoned pro? Autumn is the global member organization for Tech Transfer and is here to help you get connected, get smart, and get ahead. Whether you work in academia, research, government, business development, corporate engagement, or startups, Autumn is dedicated to supporting you through education, advocacy, networking, and promotion. Join and you'll receive 20 free live webinars, as well as meaningful discounts on meetings and courses insider access to a vast network of colleagues to help you through challenges, and a line on new technologies and the university decision makers who license them. Membership is open for 2023. Join us.